This is a podcast of one's own, and today we're all here, um, all of our beautiful committee members, to talk about body autonomy. Um, we had the session about a week ago, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Aurora and I did it together, and yeah, what, do, what did you think of the session? Did you like it? I loved it. I was yeah. so angry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not an easy topic. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think... It was really good, and it was one of the sessions where I thought, I'm so grateful that I have this safe space where I can just get angry for an yeah. hour, and I don't have to justify my anger, mm-hmm. or I don't have to find solutions to my anger. It's just my anger, and that's fine, and I can and it's live valid. with that, and it's valid, and I can live with that for a two-hour-long session, and thank you so much. <laughs> I feel thank like you, before, I agree. I feel like before we get into um, what body autonomy is, or... And to like anti-abortion laws in the states and that kind of stuff it's important to mention the disclaimers that we had in the session as well so mm-hmm. a we're not going to talk about sort of the religious side mm-hmm. of it um, we're literally going to talk about like the law and the the rights um, people with a uterus have to their own bodies mm-hmm. um, and the other one was that even though we talk quite a lot about like women and like the female body, we're also well aware of the fact that not everyone who has a uterus and who's, um, whose sort of issue this is uh, identifies as a woman. So obviously it also includes non-binary people and trans men. Um, so yeah, just to put it out there, um, yeah. because sometimes, you know, when you talk about something, um, you just say woman or women. Yeah. Um, but that always has to be in the back of her head. That and I think you pointed out in the session is mm-hmm. also like legis- legislative language, like yeah, yeah, policy sure. language. Yeah. So if we do mention any laws and policies, that's probably going to have the word woman. Yeah, yes, because yeah. we're taken by yeah. law. Mm-hmm. extremely yeah. minor. With regards to the law, every person who has a uterus is referred to as a woman. So it's yeah. completely ignorant um, of any mm-hmm. yeah anything that's not non-binary. Um, so yeah, let's maybe for those people who weren't at the session or who are not really familiar with the concept of body autonomy, I'm just going to give you a quick definition. So bodily autonomy is defined as the right to basically decide what happens to your own body without external influence or coercion. It's considered, um, a human right and it relates to the concept of affirmative consent, which requires full and eager participation in any sort of encounter whether that might be sexual or or not um it's central to the formation of laws regarding privacy abortion medical treatment homosexuality and education but in the session and i think for now as well we're going to focus on abortion and abortion laws and abortion bans um because otherwise um that it would just (laughs) we would be here for like five um, hours (laughs) for like five hours and yeah just to bring up the whole affirmative consent again because i think some people still have the because it's only been recently changed in the law the model of like negative consent which is no means no mm-hmm. and that's been replaced by affirmative consent so that could be summed up by yes means yes mm-hmm. so there actually has to be um it's, it's not like, enough for you yeah, saying, yeah. to say to not say anything to not yeah it's not like if there's not a no that means yes so that actually has, and, and it's ongoing, like it can be obviously withdrawn at any point. So if you s- agree to sort of kissing someone, that doesn't mean that they yeah. have the right yeah. to push you to go all the way. 
Um, so yeah, and that's been recently changed in the law, which is obviously a good step mm. to um, yeah to sort of define what uh, to to define when it comes to a to a sexual encounter mm. what a consensual experience is and what yeah. is not and any encounter yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so um you talked a bit about the abortion bans in the states yeah, in yes. 2019 i think we're all <clears throat> still pretty aware mm-hmm. what happened when um the the they overturned Roe v Wade mm-hmm. in the states uh, last year. So do you yeah, it depends. It? It's it's really dependent on the state. Yeah. Um, a lot of the states are unfortunately kind of aiming to overturn, overthrow. What's the right mm-hmm. term? Not overthrow, mm-hmm. but like overturn the Roe and Wade. Um. I don't remember the name of the Roe and Wade. <laughs> um, especially Alabama is known for like they're very strict. Um, laws or policies now that they've like overturned it as in um, any sort of abortion is illegal and doctors uh, agreeing to do an abortion will be that's illegal as well so they will be jailed for it so that's like the most extreme exi- example mm-hmm. in the US um, but a lot of the states are trying to get around the policies mm-hmm. of that and trying to get policies in that will either harm the woman um or just anyone involved with abortion. So, I mean, Rowan and Wade was originally there, like, made to... Confirm the confirm, right. Confirm, it, like, yeah. it confirmed the right of your own privacy and basically, like, bodily, bodily autonomy. But then, um, since especially since um, the last few years, they've just tried to, like, get that overturned again and get, like, less rights like to women. It's just back again going backwards. A lot of the states are have put in a lot of like the um, what was it called? The heartbeat. Some heart, heartbeat, yeah, heartbeat law. No, law. it's not a law. It's something like that. But it basically means abortion is. Bill or something. Yeah, I think yeah. it was the bill, which basically means abortion is fine until the child has a heartbeat, which is around week six, where most women won't even know they're pregnant. So it's it's kind of like, seems like it's just like a fake law. You yeah, know it's just I mean? like, like oh yeah, no, abortion's legal, but actually it's not because by the yeah, time no a woman one. realizes she's pregnant, most of them will be. Say so even if she knew that she's pregnant, weeks. like I feel like the first point you would know is like four weeks in. Yeah, so you've got two you weeks to your period, so you have two weeks, and you may not even get an appointment that yeah. like that quickly. Yeah. So like it's just really set up for failure. Like, especially if you look at like the amount of clinics that still do it, it just reduced a lot. So if there's yeah. like there used to be was it was it Alabama again I'm not quite sure um but that specific state used to have like forty eight yeah, clinics sure or something Alabama. I think it was Alabama yeah, and has like three left three. I mean it's not legal at all there so at this point but even if it was but if you so have three clinics even if it was legal yeah, and they could say that yeah, in the go. state it's legal yeah. but we don't have any clinics yeah, so, so you know what's up the point? to you and some people a lot of women just have to travel and that's been the same in Ireland for a really long time like you have to go to extreme length mm-hmm. to actually have an abortion and you know maybe leave, leave your state some some people especially young um young, young women or young people don't have the means to go to another state to like yeah. travel to mm-hmm. actually find a clinic who does the abortion and it's um, time sensitive as well yeah. like even if it, like even disregarding the fact that there's a time limit on having abortions mm-hmm. in most places like 
you don't want to go that long. Like, if you know mm-hmm. that you want an abortion, you, like, you mm-hmm. can't wait for however long Forever, to save up yeah. money and go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so surprised uh, in the session you were talking about the UK laws and mm-hmm. sort of the procedure of getting a an abortion here. And I was kind of shocked by the fact that you had, like, it was kind of this scrutinizing process. It was very, like, you have to see two d- different yeah. doctors in order mm-hmm. to get there. You have to mm-hmm. sit down and have sort of a, like a, um, like a counseling yeah. session think, yeah. almost, yeah. like an evaluation <clears throat> of your psychological Yeah, you have to, like, you state. have to confirm with, like, two doctors that if you have the child, that's going to harm you mentally or physically, or it's going to mm-hmm. harm your ch- existing children mentally or physically. And it just seems like very demeaning. It's, it's a very demeaning yeah. and patronizing process yeah. to yeah. go to, through two doctors and then every single time the same thing, just to then get To an justify what happens yeah. to yeah. your body. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah. It was just shocking to me because I feel like it should just be a given that you're, you should be able to decide whatever you want. Like, even if yeah. you won't be, it, it's going to affect everyone differently having an abortion or having or continuing a pregnancy uh, but that shouldn't even matter like you know like you shouldn't have to justify getting an abortion with saying oh but my mental health is going to go so down if mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a kid like it should be enough for me to just be like I don't want to be want a mother to, yeah. like, I also think it's if you go through that process of having to say it twice it's almost like you know if you say it aloud enough you may convince yourself to not mm-hmm. do it or you may not want to put yourself through it. I think it's a process that it's self-serving that it already kind of like... It's designed to put... Funnels out yeah. to the people that may want to... may not be as sure or maybe younger and so they don't really, not really sure, intimidated. Mm-hmm. I know we're going to talk about medicine next week, but if you think about like how historically women are less likely to report or like trust medical professionals and then in order to have this big big step you have to go through two medical mm-hmm. professionals and just who feel- may not be approachable to you or may feel yeah. like very authoritarian then you may just think okay i'm just i don't know what else to do other than do it illegally or not do it at all mm-hmm. and i think it's just a very I, I, yeah i think it's like even being like continuously questioned and like uh like having to justify several times this the the one thing that you want to do like it will if you have that challenged repetitively then that is yeah like that is quite traumatizing i think yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely so um in the session we talked a bit about the whole pro life versus pro choice um which like the terms in itself are a bit you know, loaded with like, yeah, um, judgment. Uh, yeah, judgment, but also like, because pro-choice sort of implies, um, like liberty, like the right mm-hmm. to choose, mm-hmm. and like pro-life is like the right to live. So it's quite, you know, um, it's yeah, it's such a like I've always had a problem with the word mm-hmm. with the use of like pro-life, pro-life first yeah, because yeah, like yeah, yeah, you care about the life of this unborn like clump of cells basically. Mm-hmm. But you don't care about the life the of this, born life, this the woman, uh, born woman who's gonna. And always, like, of course, like, there's that whole thing that a lot of people pointed out in the session mm. that even the pro life has some terms and conditions applied to it because mm. if the this life that you're trying to defend and save ends up being, I don't know, like 
part of the LGBT community or yeah. disabled or whatever, then it's like, actually, we're not going to support you in any way because we don't, like, yeah, usually like it's people who don't believe in the welfare state who are pro-lifers, so to, it's like, oh yeah, then you're by yourself, yeah, we've saved the child now. You would think you that, people you in, that people that are pro-lifers would spend a significant amount of time uh, advocating for children's rights and mm-hmm. like working mm-hmm. for charities and or for helping single and parents for helping yeah. single parents or f- and foster kids mm-hmm. and like foster families but there's none of that like mm-hmm. there's no overlap in people <laughs> that are pro-lifers and taking like actual action mm-hmm. to make it better for kids that yeah. don't have yeah. a good family life you know like yeah. i think it's a very it's hypocritical like, that's i think that's what we were saying in the session as well why is the only way for you to care about um, life by restricting rights of women mm-hmm. and people with uterus mm. like just make sure that the babies who are actually born are born into families who want them and who yeah. care or support mm-hmm. those who are already there like yeah. yeah like you said you can donate to like um, charities and organizations who support foster homes or single parents or yeah. you can i don't know do speak up against child abuse Mm-hmm. You, there's so much you can do for children and it doesn't have to involve restricting the rights um, of also, women. Yeah. I also think it's very hypocritical most of the times how pro-lifers, because they are attached to a sort of like religious mm-hmm. morale or religious mm-hmm. rationale, they're usually the ones who advocate against contraceptives yeah. because the only real contraceptive should be abstinence, which yeah. is, well... My personal opinion is that it's obviously not that smart to propose that because that has been proven by the amount of time that people get pregnant mm. to not it's be not actually worse. effective. Yeah. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. that 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 whole idea of well we should practice abstinence and only then by abstinence will we not like mm. that is like if you actually are pro lifer if you actually are against abortion you should propose means to objectively prevent people from yeah. getting pregnant mm-hmm. in the first place and that is not by preaching abstinence that is by providing sexual education from a young age it's that is by providing contraceptives mm-hmm. from a young, and easily yeah. accessible contraceptive they're not super free. expensive yeah. <coughs> or they're mm-hmm. free of judgment and free of of you know any sort of mm-hmm. scrutiny and, and taboo and I think for example during the session we watched a talk from some of the pro-lifers, yep. I, pardon me, but I'm missing the name, um, <laughs> and he was talking about this analogy of somebody that made, some pro-choicers made about how, well, if you have an abortion, it's basically like if a violinist gets attached to your body to survive, and then one day you just decide to kill him because you, you don't, don't like the sound yeah. of the violin. I don't know, it was a very bad analogy in the first place to choose. I think there are many more appropriate yeah. analogies from the pro-choicers mm-hmm. that could have been chosen. But even the argument that was made against, I was like, no, imagine that a touch to your body is a child that it's is your sick. child. It's your child mm-hmm. that is sick because of something that you, you have did. done, yeah. that you're trying to murder because it's an inconvenience to you. And that is absolutely wrong on so many levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is one of the things that make me make me the most angry. Yeah. The idea that it's your own fault. And it's not even 
you and your husband or you and your partner or you and your boyfriend did it's you you were the one who did it mm-hmm. exactly but it and takes two to tango and women so, don't just get magically pregnant mm-hmm. by themselves so it's just like you obviously like it was a big mention in the session we said it before it's just a scrutiny on how women use their body and it's just uh yeah. it's your fault if you get pregnant mm-hmm. you should there's this idea that women should be punished Yeah. It's like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know that what you're going to get when you have sex. So now yeah. you know, just have to suck it up and, and live with it. And it's completely ignorant of how, how of like the damages and the possible risks of a p- pregnancy to mm-hmm. your body. It's like, oh, it's just nine months. Come on. Like, it's not that bad. While actually, like some of the, some of the things that happen during pregnancy, it's not just like your physical health that's at risk um but also like depression and um yeah. anxiety are mm-hmm. quite common yeah like even part of depression yeah or... you know what you were saying as well victoria about how um a lot of a lot of the arguments that come for like for pro-lifers are based in religion and abstinence and like just promoting abstinence as well It's just another form of restricting here. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. uh, women using their bodies to like in the way that they want to. And I think it's just it's, it makes no sense because <laughs> uh these a lot this is a generalization, but like a lot of pro lifers are going to be conservatives. A lot of them are going to be homosexual. Uh, heterosexual. <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be like this is a, a generalization, but I will like continue for the purpose of the argument. Uh and like if you're promoting abstinence or uh, to one one of the two in a heterosexual yeah. like <clears throat> like th- that's just gonna it's to the benefit of heterosexual men that heterosexual women want to have sex with them mm-hmm. so I don't understand why it should be an argument to like not do it because everyone's gonna have a shit time very quickly on that there is that post that goes around Facebook which I know it's not a very reliable source but bear with me <laughs> which is saying basically in sub, like if a woman has one intercourse that gets pregnant in a year she can only get pregnant once if a man a man during the year can get somebody pregnant literally 365 days. So why are we controlling women's body when... Probably more than that. Oh, for sure. That's the question. You know, why are we controlling women's body when statistically, numerically, they're not the one who... Even when it comes to ...can procreate the most. Why do women have to take hormones if they are literally the time a month they can be pregnant is like 48 hours? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do we have to take these every single day, or why yeah. are we expected to take these? Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. And there's also this like notion that I hear all the time, not just by pro-lifers, but also just that people seem to think that abortion is like traumatizing, like yeah. inevitably traumatizing for all mm-hmm. women. Yeah. Which, like as I said in the session. Obviously, it can be traumatizing when you are forced to have an abortion, which we know, which we've yeah. heard in the session, is a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for example, to people with disabilities, they are forced to have an abortion because apparently that's they're, the law. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. Like they're, they're taking away the, their body their autonomy from, yeah. 
from the health system because mm-hmm. they deem them not uh, mm. able to take care of a child, mm-hmm. which or, is yeah. as horrible as being forced forcing to someone to to terminate. Yeah, yeah um, so that um, that happens as well, and in under these circumstances, obviously. Um, an abortion would be traumatizing. Also, if you actually want the child, but you feel like you can't because of your financial situation. Um, I'm not saying abortion is never traumatizing. I'm just saying that there are actually studies, a lot of studies being done. Mm. One, for example, is a study of the University of California, San Francisco School of Medicine in 2015 that showed that the majority of women does not, in fact, regret having an abortion. So they questioned 670 women um, about the impact of their abortion. And 95% said it was the right choice for them at the time, and they did not regret it. So stop wasting tax money on these uh, studies (laughs) when research has shown multiple times that the only thing that is in fact traumatizing is taking away your choice and taking away your agency. And creating stigma and creating shame around the... And also creating generational trauma. Like if you you don't want a pregnancy that is going to uh, in one way or another translate down to your family when the child is born. Like I th- I'm not saying that an unplanned pregnancy and you maybe like would have wanted to have an abortion and then you have your child. I'm not saying it's impossible for you to like have a loving relationship with your child. Not but it depends all. on the circumstances. But it's going though. to be yeah. like difficult because there's a reason you wanted the abortion in the first place, whether it be that you just mm-hmm. don't feel ready to be a parent or that you just don't want to be a parent or that you don't have the financial means to bring up a family. I think there's more worry about the physical health of the cells within a woman's body than all of the emotional and psychological the like consequences of when a child is actually born. Mm-hmm, there is yeah. so little consideration still, despite the huge psychological progress <coughs> that we've made, there's still, still so little consideration about how important a child's um, early life is. Yeah. Where people are like, like you were saying, it's just nine months, but it's not just nine months. Mm-hmm. It's being able to provide a safe environment where the child can have an, a good enough childhood mm-hmm. where it doesn't have mm-hmm. to, the child doesn't have to then spend the rest of his life unpacking what, he, mm-hmm. what, ha- what has happened in his early childhood. Yeah. There's also like nine months is not, it's a not time, like, yeah. it's not, it's a long time to be pregnant, but it's not a long time to like shift your whole entire life if you were not prepared mm-hmm, yeah. to have a child then you have to have it like it's literally gonna disrupt your like, social life your work life literally yeah. and even if you think about how difficult it is to be hired when you're pregnant yeah like nine months oh yeah i'm gonna go find a job no but like 95 percent of the time you're not gonna get hired if you're pregnant mm-hmm. because that for the business that means having to find a maternity like yeah it's just complicated right so, so what like oh for sure there's another problem that we shouldn't have in a different podcast <laughs> but you know it's just it's not feasible it's just and also there's the, the fact of people are gonna get an abortion anyways mm-hmm. whether it's legal and safe or yeah. illegal oh, yeah, and safe. Yeah. the problem should be should we save the life of the unborn cells or should we save the life of the actual human being that is yeah. mm-hmm. carrying on that pregnancy that may la- die if abortion is not granted to her because she's there are some like very violent ways in which women have gotten abortions where abortion is not legal yeah there's there are statistics that shows that show that in countries where abortion access is restricted 
that there are no like it's not like there are fewer dead fetuses but no. like more dead mothers and like five yeah. to thirteen percent I think it is of maternal mortality results from Un- um, like, unsafe, unsafe abortion. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So and they're terrible. Uh, like I, I remember there was a big oh I can't remember what was it was a big amnesty campaign about it a few years mm-hmm. ago as well mm-hmm. uh, about uh, lifting abortion bans. Um, I think it was in several countries at the same time. Uh, and it was very powerful. It was like I I remember being a part of it. And we were, um, uh, campaigning with coat hangers because yeah, that is what the they use, mm-hmm. and that like that seems insane coming from a Western point of view, where we're like have access to 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 like advanced healthcare, but it actually also happens in the like developed world oh, if you don't mm-hmm. have access to it. The fact that you're gonna like unwire a coat hanger and literally yeah I was oh, just gonna say that it's not that far yourself, away like mm-hmm. in Italy I'm pretty sure abortion was banned I wanna say in the seventies six late sixties or early seventies which is not that long ago that's our mother's generation maybe even yeah which means that it is this is one of those matters where it's not a matter of West. Or it's not a matter of developing developed countries, just a matter of apparently everybody wants to have a say on what a woman does with her yeah. body or you know. But I think it's a very important point that you're making. Like the things the same amount of abortions are gonna happen whether legal or oh, not. For sure. yeah. It's just a matter of making them safe or unsafe. And I think being pro life uh under those uh, through that lens is literally just being okay with killing women. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah. that's a harsh but you know you, I think yeah. you understand what yes, I mean I like, no for sure and like the entire um, with all of the abortion bans mm-hmm. that last year in, in the states it's just it sends a very clear message which is that a woman's consent doesn't matter mm-hmm. it yeah. doesn't matter in sexual encounters as we can see in the current president of yeah. the United States and it doesn't matter after a woman is pregnant. Your consent yeah. doesn't matter. Who's Which is you could you could say like, it's same sort of logic of entitlement and abuse as you see in rape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like your consent does not matter. We don't care. Yeah. You're just gonna do what we tell you to do. Yeah. It's infuriates me so yeah, much. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It's a very um, it's a sensitive topic, but also, I think it's really. Imp- important to talk about it because we do talk about consent a lot in uh, during sessions or mm. events um, that we're hosting with the never okay campaign that's mm. going on at the mm-hmm. moment so um, but it doesn't it doesn't stop there like it doesn't no. stop at an encounter in a club or whatever when a person says no I don't want to be touched no I don't want to drink no I don't want to talk to you um, we have to mm-hmm. think that has, the, yeah. that has to be applied to everything. Yeah. So if you then find out you're pregnant, you still mm-hmm. need to consent to com- completing that pregnancy. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you have the right to say, no, mm-hmm. I want to not do this. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't just, know. It's just infuriating how um, we're talking, like, I feel like pro-life has especially talk about when... Like, it's all about when life begins and whether it's at conception or not. And I'm not telling anyone to not believe that. Like, if you want to think life begins at conception, um, you're entitled to do so. But don't use it as, like, an argument to punish strangers. 
Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. don't impose your beliefs on on yeah. anyone else. And I think that's the most important part of pro-choice mm-hmm. that people or the pro-choice movement that people get wrong all the time is that mm-hmm. pro-choice are just all want abortion. Yeah, but yeah, that's no. not true. There are many people in the pro-choice movement, mm-hmm. and I am one of those who's like, I don't know if I'm gonna if I would get an abortion yeah, same. Same. because yeah. of my personal beliefs, because of my mm-hmm. background. But that doesn't mean that if a friend of mine comes up to me and is like, hey, this has happened, can you walk me to the abortion clinic? I'm not going to go, no, why would you ever? Like, that is not my place. That Mm -hmm. is not my job. I am not a moral judge Mm. on anybody. And that is the the main thing that pro-choice advocates for is, of course, the freedom of choice. But the idea that women have the right to choose for themselves. They shouldn't be patronized or minimized or infantilized as mm-hmm. people who can't don't have agency to make their own choices and most importantly people from the protest movements just want those who can get pregnant to be safe yeah, yeah it just yeah. needs to be safe in a safe environment safe both it emotionally anyway. psychologically yeah. and medically it needs to be safe we need to protect lives that are actually yeah. being lived mm-hmm. right yeah. now yeah, I was thinking I about that because we were talking about like how how we would define life or and whatnot, mm-hmm. and for example, like in the U.S. with a heart heartbeat bell, or what it was called, mm-hmm. um, at six weeks, um, saying that something is technically a a, a live human, like a complete mm-hmm. human, when when the heart when it has a heartbeat, uh. Or even before that, all of that can be attributed to like whatever medical reasoning you want to apply to it, or whatever religious reasoning you want to apply to it. But the fact of the matter is that this is my own personal opinion, but but it's also quite true, yeah, <laughs> objective. Like most, most uh, in most countries where abortions are legal, it's up until a certain point where it's usually around, like when when. When the cortex is developed of the fetus, so it actually has awareness, mm-hmm. and it's a and and it's developed enough to be able to survive outside of the womb. Yeah, and that can seem fair, but but I would argue that even past that point, there's even though there's an awareness there, there's a lot of things to take into account, which is the fact that this person that is pregnant has a whole life of experiences yeah. mm-hmm. and memories and relationships and that's a life that's not that's been going on for a long time mm-hmm. and comparing that to a life that's not Barely started mm-hmm. even though there's some type of awareness is also quite unfair yeah. in my personal mm-hmm. opinion and I'm, not, I'm like I'm not saying like kill babies mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying but, but I think it's, it's an unfair yeah. comparison yeah. to be like yeah and I just feel like there's a lot of false information because you remember in the session when we watched the when they talked in the third presidential debate in 2016 yeah. mm-hmm. when yeah. Donald Trump oh, and Hillary yeah. Clinton talked about yeah. um, overturning Roe v. Wade yeah. and Donald Trump was basically like Hillary gave a lot of good points and she said especially towards the end of a pregnancy um, if a woman decides to to end it for whatever, like most most of the time, it's a medical reason because mm-hmm. your own yeah. life is in danger. Because if it had gotten to um, that point, you obviously did not. Those are go the most. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are the most painful decisions for a family and the most intimate ones. And her point was basically that the state has no business in 
sort of um, intervening and deciding what happens with that pregnancy. And the only point Donald Trump made, and he would repeat it over and over again, was that under the current laws, it's legal for doctors to rip babies out of the womb in like two days prior, two days before the due date, which is a like complete nonsense, which she pointed out. She was like, this sort of scare rhetoric is just incredibly unfortunate. But he repeated it over and over again. And those are the things that stick with people. So... Is and that rhetoric like the f- just ripping a child out, out of the womb? Yeah. It's so yeah. it two it days before so due date. Like obviously everyone that knows that if it's happen. two days before due date, it might yeah. as well have been born. So it's a living, it's breathing, still, like yeah. it's a no, complete but, baby. Mm-hmm. But like the, just the fact that he's phrasing it like that, that sticks with mm-hmm. people, and that's mm-hmm. so like potent and so fucking scary that he's yeah. saying that. And it's just it paints a completely like untrue picture yeah. of what actually happens. Yeah. Like why? On earth, would a person who does not want to be pregnant wait till two days mm-hmm. before she's due or they're due to yeah. decide? Like, that does not happen. No, but it's also that's how an abortion, that's be having a stillborn baby. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I also think, uh, like, how she was saying does it as well. Clinton was are. saying that this is very rare that it happens, and if it does, it's because the doctors come forward to. To the woman and saying like, listen, I know it's late in the pregnancy, but if you continue it, you've got these conditions. It's a risk for your life, mm. and it's not going to be an easy decision mm-hmm. to say, okay, yeah, well, I it's want like, to live. What makes me angry with like ripping out the baby two days before is just not just not just the fact that it's, it's just ridiculous that language happens. that doesn't happen, mm. but also the fact that it just diminishes at that point. If someone has waited until two days before their due date. Yeah. They probably did want that child, or they're yeah. like possibly gonna put it up for adoption. But in most cases, they did want that yeah. child, and it's just diminishing the like the pain someone would feel of having lost that child two days before, and just being yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah. she yeah, just exactly. ripped it out. Because no, no one would do that, like rip out the child two days before a... you haven't gone through nine months just to be like, oh yeah, nah, bye. It's such a yeah. bloody and violent image too, mm-hmm. which creates such like a, I don't know, just overall just. A, like you guys were saying. Also, this is the man who doesn't care about yeah. ripping families apart at the border. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. But, yeah. you know, like, I, I, I think it's so fucking upsetting the people that are actually in charge of these bills and laws. Like, in a lot of, in a lot of places, uh, the laws are so restrictive that it's even, um, even having a miscarriage Mm-hmm. You can be prosecuted for for yeah. an illegal abortion, which is, I mean, absurd. I don't even need to say absurd. what it is. It's absolutely absurd. Um, yeah, it's just I don't know. I feel like the debate, sort of like pro lifers, make the debate about the question when a fetus sort of when it when it's when it becomes alive yeah. and is therefore like worthy of protection. And yeah. the actual question, in my opinion, which is when women are allowed to be people and yeah, are therefore worthy of protection, protection, is not asked. And that's what's, yeah. what's really upsetting. So, um, yeah, food for thought for everyone <laughs> who listened. And, um, I mean, I know we're going to probably step on some people's toes with for sure. our opinions, but yeah. we're not afraid of that. And um, we're also not afraid of your comments. So if you have an opinion on this, um, whether you agree or not, please let us know. We might pick it up in the next um, podcast. Yeah. And um, yeah, the we'll nominations are still open yes. for the sports and nice yes. So um, yeah, we know we won quite a few awards last year, but... 
Um, We've been doing a lot of work this past year. Yeah. It's been good. So if you like what we're doing, please, um, yeah, put in a nomination for us. It doesn't have to be long at all. Just, yeah, we'd be really happy about that. And um, so I think we can... Yeah, stop next week here. we're talking about um, gender bias in medicine, so that's going to yeah. jump off a little bit. Also. It's going to tie in with this topic quite well, yeah. so okay. stay tuned for that. Bye! Bye. Bye.